good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain. Nutrition. Chewing. The fat. Chewing the fat. (laughs) Episode 16? 17. 17. Wow. Drop the ball, drop the ball. Someone listened to all of them in two days. Oh, God. Impressive, I know. <laughs> sad, sad time. Sorry, sad. I'm sorry I've forgotten your name, but very well done. It's yeah. <laughs> like a feat of endurance. Good God. Right, Joe, what we're we talking about? We're talking about self doubt. How to kick it in the nuts. Is that right? Self doubt? Yeah. You're right. Did you just doubt yourself? Did you say <laughs> kick it in the nuts as you saw my dog roll over? Possibly. <laughs> so. One of the things that undoes progress more than any other is people's different self-doubts. So there's there's kind of quite a few different aspects, I guess, or examples of this, whether that be your ability to stick to a plan or your ability to maintain your results or your ability to even start. There's loads of different times that people doubt themselves and different tactics that you can use to get yourself there. I think a lot of the times... I thought it was boring you then. You no. Had your hands deep in concentration, <laughs> deep in thought. A lot of times, um, it's people's own kind of stories, isn't it? It's the limiting beliefs that they've got, and it's things that they assume are going to happen, or, you know, they might it might have happened in the past, but then they're just assuming that the past is going to keep on repeating, and that's what kind of gets them to that sticking point, like, oh, I always do this, or this always happens, or, you know, I'm not strong enough, I can't do this, I can't do that. And you're already kind of putting a stop to any progress that you might make before you've even really kind of got going. I was thinking before I start this podcast that I might, um, it might be a shorter one, but in that little um, respite there as I let you talk for 10 seconds, (laughs) (laughs) I've actually got loads of stuff to say. So I guess the first thing would be open versus closed mindsets for me. So the way that people talk is absolutely massive. And if you've ever been coached by me, and I imagine James as well, but I don't read his messages, then he will question the way. We don't talk to each other. Yeah. We will question the way that people talk to themselves. So it's things like, I can't do this. My absolute pet hate is I'm all or nothing. Because you're basically saying, I can either eat really well or I have absolutely no control over myself, which is a lie. And it's the odds not, are it's not true. that you're doing the latter more than you're doing the former. Yeah, because if you were all, you wouldn't be all or nothing, would you? You'd just be all. So you're basically, most of the time, not eating very well or a big enough proportion of the time to, to get what you want. And it's just, it's making a rod for your own back because you're basically, as soon as you accidentally pick up a crisp at a kid's party, you're saying, well, I'm nothing, so now I'm going to go off. And you're justifying your own behaviours and just letting yourself off the hook. You're not all or nothing you're just not very good at moderating yet it's a skill that you have to learn and practice all it means is you're you know you can go all in on something that's not the right approach for you for a short amount of time whereas if you went with something that had a better approach that kind of fitted your needs you'd be able to be all in for a longer time like Joe said if 
you could factor in kind of things like having crisps at a kid's birthday party then that would be still be part of you being all so it's just kind of just switching your mind frame that's what joe's kind of saying about a closed mind frame is it's this or it's that when it doesn't yeah it's not that it's you know you're, you're basically just saying that there's no other option and there is you just have to practice it and it's really really hard you know these foods are designed for you to overeat them repeatedly you know if you were selling a food and you wanted to make lots of money what would you do you'd make that food delicious and really hard to fill yourself up on so that you keep buying more of it because it's so tasty you never get full so that's what companies do and i think that's kind of an important start is that i'll call people out quite quickly and you can feel kind of a bit of tension because it's just the way I, you know it's just a word and it's not because it's so much more and the words that you say internally will make up a lot of what you believe i think yeah massively i you know, obviously similar to you I, I i in fact read all of your messages <laughs> even, even your text messages um and i'll pull people up when people are like well i'll try to you know hopefully maybe you know things like that. possibly Just, yeah really kind of really non-committal kind of things like well i'll try to do this you know like what what you know there's such a difference between saying i'm gonna tr i'll try to do this next week with i will do this you know you just commit to something is so much more positive than just kind of the kind of wishy-washy i'll try hopefully i hope hoping didn't do anything for anyone the only answer is action yeah i will do this i think it's hard this is what i'm gonna do this is the way that some people's brains are wired and it just so happens that me and you've got the opposite of like well i'm gonna give this a go or i'm gonna do this and then if it doesn't work it doesn't work and it's really hard for people to change that's something you've just got to work on internally and become more aware of that when you say i can't do this like no i'm just struggling to do this um a girl who works in the gym we're based above i don't know if you've seen those she's got the cards and on one side it says the closed mindset thing on the other side it says what you should say he's pointing at the microphone because i'm doing a demonstration you're fucking talking to me talk to the microphone i'm sorry <laughs> no, I talk loud enough most people can hear me anyway and it's just a nice idea that for every closed minded phrase that people have there is an open-minded example that just changes the way that you think i think the next point for me to go on to would be my favorite thing about mindset versus beliefs and if you look at self-doubt it's because people have a set of beliefs that they've never really looked at overcoming and it's things like i can't do this you know if, if it goes back into all that negative self-chat and mindset is how you feel right now i could send you a link on youtube and you'd feel motivated that's not what you need you don't need motivation you don't need willpower you need to look at the beliefs that you have that are restricting your progress because people go i'm really good for a while and then something happens and i go off plan and this the individual belief there is something like chocolate gives me comfort wine gives me comfort because that's what we tend to see as a rule is something happens that adds stress to people's lives and they consume more calories as a result because they have a genuine deeply held belief that it helps it's going to make them feel better and it's really really hard to break this because you know you consume these high calorie foods whether they numb you like alcohol does or whether they give you lots of positive brain chemicals like dopamine which make you feel really good like chocolate does or cake does or anything high calorie so you're trying to fight against this and it's you know it is really hard for people to do yeah what happens kind of as joe's describing there something something happens some kind of event happens whatever happens that changes your state that gets you angry or upset or you know frustrated whatever it is and then you kind of drop down 
into this field and that's when you turn well that's when you go to kind of your lowest level your default setting yeah your lowest level of training and that's why we're so keen on kind of people working on different options you know it's not always going to work it's not going to work the first time but just like going to the gym you know you get stronger by doing more and more reps by you know repetition repetition (laughs) repetition it's trying these things and i think a lot of people are kind of frozen by a a kind of a feeling of failure as well which our friend is going to jump up bang his head um and it's okay to kind of try something if it doesn't work then you just learn from it you know you still get a result whether that's positive or negative you know if you try something it doesn't work right i know that doesn't work what am i going to try different next time but if you don't try anything that's the kind of the biggest failure isn't it? you made a nice point earlier we were talking about this and people are they fear failure and i think they also fear looking inside because yes. it's, it's hard isn't it and i think maybe do you want to, do you want to go on to that because you said that earlier so, yeah go on Karen. and just it's it is hard you know it's it's like makes you squirm yeah go if you went to a, you know if you you go to a counselor to see someone because you've got an issue you wouldn't just sit there with your mouth shut because you've you've admitted that you need help with something and you have to go through what it is that you're struggling with you have to go in and say this is my current reaction to a situation something makes me angry or this makes me sad or you know when this happens x happens whatever it may be and it's hard because it's you not doing something right you're doing something that's not the correct reaction as such so i'm reading a good book at the moment it's kind of good there's bits of it i like called dare to lead something like that um i can if anyone's interested email me (laughs) Uh, and she makes a point that a lot of people rather than embracing painful situations they try to numb themselves so if you're sad rather than embracing that sadness and going you know something's happened someone's died someone's made me upset this is a natural reaction people try to numb themselves and it's fine to numb yourself with one g and t or a small bar of chocolate or something but people go for the more is more approach and will have two bottles of wine and three bars of chocolate and not even enjoy it and not even be mindful of it and it's this that's that kind of crushes people because that's what's going to stop you making progress and often when we see people getting wound up over the small details it's because they're you know they're missing the wood for the trees and it's these instances that you've got to kind of work on yeah it's I feel like i went on a tangent there no, no it's kind of it, it is um you know developing different coping mechanisms but going back to self-doubt <laughs> <laughs> again yeah it's that kind of fear of something that's not happened yet but might happen and then that kind of ties in with that I was trying to think of some examples of it, you know. So say like walking over like a, a balance beam. If you put a balance beam on the like at school, remember you had those benches. I'd say not drinking would be the closest food one that people worry I'm talking about. Talking about balance beams though, so I, just, I wouldn't want to keep on track, would I? Shoot your goddamn mouth. <laughs> the balance beams that you had at school, where you turned them over and you had to kind of balance on them. Obviously, you put that on the floor, you can walk over that no problems. And if you put that 15 feet up in the air, then people are gonna be like, I can't do that. I can't do this. Without even trying, I'm not saying you have to go out and do balancing but you just it's kind of an irrational fear of something that's not happened and you just need to try it and not i mean obviously it's very easy to say not be scared of failing because you're just going to learn from it and like we said you know people don't want to look bad in front of other people you know they don't want to let other people down like you know us as coaches people might make some choices that aren't in line with their goals and then they'll apologize to us now you know we do obviously care about our clients results we want to see them do the best but you know if all my clients this weekend ate three cakes each 
it'd have no effect on me. Thankfully. Yes. So, <laughs> but I don't have that grenade. And I ate three cakes instead for you. <laughs> so it's just kind of, yeah, overcoming fear, really, for me. And looking for, well, just being willing to give things a shot and just see what happens, just roll the dice. You're, you're circling around the, um, the science-y bit that, um, that comes from the book that I read talking about mindset and beliefs is that people have a certain um, set of beliefs that limit their progress. And we said before about, you know, chocolate makes me happy. The other thing that you just mentioned, self-doubt is challenging the established norms. So that's why I mentioned alcohol before your balance boom thing, because people say, oh, I can't not drink or I can't drink wine. It's just too hard in front of a certain group of people. And what you have to do is you have to, in, in order to, to challenge this and to change this belief, you have to, you know, you've got a narrative in your head that you say, no thanks, I don't want a wine, I want a G&T or an orange squash or whatever it may be. And people ridicule you and this awful thing happens and that's your your fear and that's the, the scenario that hasn't actually ever happened once but you just worry is gonna happen. So the only way you overcome this is by challenging it with small experiments. And once you've done that experiment 10, 15 times, you realize that actually it probably wasn't what you're expecting. So for example, if I go out and say I'm gonna drink G&Ts or I don't drink, no one says anything because it's just the way it is with me and that people know that because they've, they've come to learn that. And the first few times it might've got a few, you know, a few jokes and whatever, but no one actually gives a shit. It doesn't actually affect anyone's life. If I go out and drink G&T, you know, my round is a bit more expensive and that might make a few of my mates a bit snarky. But again, it's what, 10 quid. So it's just a case of making those sacrifices and challenging those established norms. And once you've done it a couple of times, people do not care. I love that, that meme, isn't it? And when you're 20, you worry about what everyone thinks. When you're 40, you don't care what everyone thinks. When you're 60, you realize no one is even thinking about you in the first place. No one cares what you drink. No one really cares what you eat. You know, if someone's made a cake for you, take a slice home with you and give it to your dog or give it to a tramp or someone else that's not gonna <laughs> someone that's not gonna make you add weight. So it's just a case of trying to challenge these established beliefs that you've got in your mind. And it takes, it's hard, it takes looking at yourself and looking at the things that you do which aren't helping you. You know, you see people when they start and go, I eat pretty well. Well, if you did, then you wouldn't be where you are. There has to be something that's going amiss that you have to work on. And we have to look at it, otherwise it's not gonna get any better. Yeah, I think, like I said, the, the beliefs you've got right now are just kind of, you believe them so much that you kind of conform around them. So what would happen if you had a different set of beliefs, you know, how would you act? Would you act differently? Would you feel differently? Would you do different things? Hmm. I say yes. Absolutely, yeah. It's interesting one, isn't it? I think we've you might have spoken to about it before about asking out a, a pretty girl and you know, I've had it before you go, I won't go and speak to that person because yeah. they're just gonna pie me off. And then once you actually learn to do it, you go, Oh, do you know what? That wasn't half as I bad did, as I made out. I didn't get pied off. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Oh yeah. yeah. Took me three I, years. I, I started. I started the story and thought well, you might not want to tell this one. <laughs> <laughs> took me three years. Like, I was really shy at school, obviously, as you can tell. Obviously, uh, but it took me three years to um, ask the girl out that I really, really fancied. Um, oh, I almost remember where. I it think you're gonna cry then. Yeah, that, I, I think I'm gonna share. Oh, we, need, we need to stop the podcast. <laughs> we'll be um, right back. I just said, "Oh, you got me." She just went, "No." I was like, "Oh, right." And then afterwards. That was it, you know what I mean? I was in exactly the same place as I was, except, well, I still didn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> in fact, I was a bit more clarity. So just like, all right, now I know not to pine after her. I remember. I'll wait another six years until I get a girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> I'll, um, 
I'll throw one of mine in. I remember at uni going and talking to a girl and I kind of tapped her on the shoulder or whatever and she told her and just went, no. And I just was like, well, I just remember being like, well, I'm never going to do that again. And, just, and then you get to the point where you have to challenge that because otherwise it's a rather lonely existence on, on different nights out. You don't tend to, I don't tend to have many women come to me like, I noticed you drinking 10 pints over there. <laughs> you, look, you look great. I want to talk to you. Sustained dating coming soon. Coming soon. Casanova's here. Smashed it. So, yeah, these are, these are just, and I think the point I was going to get to there is that the beliefs you've got often stem from one instance. Yeah. And you just build it up in your head over and over and over, and you just think that that is the default setting. And you have to find evidence to challenge that, because believe it or not, I don't know about you. There's been times I've actually chatted to women and they've wanted to speak to me back. Yeah, but your mum... They probably started out to money. <laughs> doesn't count. <laughs> so it's just that thing of you have to... It's so easy for you to look at the the negative examples. And there's, you know, there's some things... It's the same with everyone. Where, you know, you're really good at some things. There's certain times I'm really confident other times I'm less so. So, for example, once... I'll just give another one because it's quite entertaining. <laughs> it was when we were on the, an entrepreneur plan and I did a, a one-minute pitch and I absolutely chewed it and I just said, I'm never going to do that again. And then it came to a point at the end of the year when it was the, um, like an awards ceremony thing, and they went, you can win a thousand pounds if you do it. So I did a really good one and got through to the final and thought, oh, you know, I've got this. That shows, that proves it right. I didn't need to do loads of practice. And then I chewed the final, so we, <laughs> so we didn't win. And so I've said to myself, oh, I'm no, you know, I struggle with public speaking. I think that was the, the first time I started really trying to work on the way that I speak to myself. I said, actually, there's loads of times you can talk for effing England. So yeah. it's not, this is just a, one instance that was a bit shit for you, but you just focus on it too much. You know, there's loads of other examples, and then it's then trying to remember those ones in the times that you struggle. Which is a very good segue into what I was going to go into next. Well done, Joe. Go on. Uh, just saying, is finding the kind of or looking for evidence that actually those beliefs that you have are wrong. You know, if your belief is, oh, I can't, you know, I can't lose weight, I can't do this, I can't do that, then look for evidence that you can do all the right things. And this is where, you know, I'm not, you know, although we'll get people to, you know, use the scales to weigh in, it's not always the best focus for people, especially if you've kind of done years and years of dieting and, you know, the scales are the be all and end all for you and you get frustrated with it, is look to tick off, you know, positive boxes. So did you eat well today? Yes. Did you, you know, hit 10,000 steps? Yes. Did you drink your water? Yes. Did you, you know, even if you say, you know, mess up and eat something that you didn't want to, was it more controlled than it would have been you know, previously? Yes, you, then that's a positive. Are you getting stronger? Are you getting fitter? Because so often people just focus on the weight yeah. and not look at, you know, there's a reason that athletes tend to be pretty lean and it's because they can burn so many calories. So actually, I quite like to see people not, I wouldn't say just focus on their training, but if they have a real focus on their training, it's great to see because you know that person's getting stronger and fitter because they're doing it with purpose. They're not just going to the gym and doing 20 minutes you know, on the cross trainer at level five. So you know that person's gonna get results at some point, like it will tick over. It's doing the right things from day one that will get you results long-term. I love seeing that, sorry to jump in. Yeah, no, no, yes, because it's kind of focusing more, or put more emphasis on the, the process as opposed to just the result because you know, the result will come yeah, as <laughs> the result, the result will come as a result of the process. Yeah. yeah, you know, kind of if you're doing everything right, you know, it's, it's, it's a really good kind of mindset shift or a good mind shift from that. Like, oh, I've weighed in, I've only lost a pound. You know, God, how many times I hear that? I've only lost a pound. And then, the, you know, the sheer hell that people raise when they gain a pound or half a pound or, you know, a quarter of a pound. 
So just focusing on just ticking the right boxes and gaining that momentum, you know, again, just kind of going into if your beliefs are that you can't do this, you can't do that, and this won't work for you. You just got to, you know, I think another one is, is kind of, as I said, you know, me and Joe and our coaching styles, we will challenge people on the kind of the things that they say. And often people like, you know, they won't say this verbatim, but it's just kind of like, oh, this is just how it is. It, and it's just not. Yeah. You know, there's. I look at better gain weight. Yeah, I can't think of any situation that you can. There isn't a different option. Yeah, and it is. It's very hard for people because some people will be listening to this and go, it's easy for you to say, etc cetera, etc cetera. but that's just because that's the way that you know the electrons in your brain or whatever are wired up because not everyone thinks like that and it is just trying to turn yourself into that different person i got another good example last segue for me last last one was i was explaining to um jill who's one of probably our most successful client who's lost well oh, four stone and kept it off for over a year you know and eats exceptionally well just qualified as a pt and she, I said to her, I used to really struggle with um, emotional eating. Like I'd get frustrated, I'd eat. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, just kind of shoving food in and not enjoying it. And I said to her that I got over that because running sustain, it made it impossible to keep binge eating. And she was like, and quite interestingly, she kind of flagged at the word and said, it's interesting you say impossible because it was just like, it, there was no way I could keep doing it. It became, it was, I was unable to keep doing it because I could see all these examples of people who were making themselves sadder through their actions and it's you had such an ingrained behavior for me that it wasn't even from myself reinforcing it it's from other people reinforcing it and seeing all these people making you know crazy decisions that weren't helping them were actually making them sadder and i could see that sadness across you know literally hundreds of people over over say a year that it just changed the way that you think and that's what you have to do is right now think right i am quite kind of closed-minded that's just how i am but it doesn't mean it's that way forever this is just something i'm going to have to work harder on some stuff you're good at and some stuff you're not so good at and you just have to put the steps in place that we've said yeah that just was a long one there so <laughs> so just look you know for whatever's happening or whatever kind of stumbling blocks you have roadblocks whatever you want to call them look for possible solutions and give them a shot don't just go like oh well no I simply can't do that. That you know, that is not an option for me. There's going to be something else that's going to, you know, and it might not work for you. The first thing that you think of, the second, the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, whatever. But you just got to keep on trying, and not worry about if you mess up. You mess up if if you know if you feel like you failed. You adjust. You know, what I mean, you, you reframe it. You adjust. What what happened? Why do I think it happened? What can I learn from it? What am I going to do different next time? And you just keep on chipping away, but just don't kind of settle, don't accept that this is just the way it is. You know, don't believe your own kind of like internal voices when you like that internal chat of, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I'm really bad at this. This is, oh, this is my weak spot. This is where I always, you know, fail. This is where I always fall down because it's just not true. It's just, just fear. You just have to question it, don't you? And say, is that the case? I think it's what I do when I want crap food to say, do you actually? Yeah. Is this going to make a difference? And then you go, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Smart internal voice, you are right. This isn't going to make anything any better. It's just a skill to practice. Yeah. You good? I'm good. Man, I did talk a lot there. You do talk a lot. Right. And yeah, another thing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, don't forget to subscribe. Leave us a review. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify. But then again, you are listening to us. So that's probably a good thing that you already know where to find us.
We've got seven five-star reviews. I'd like 15 by next week, and you get a shout-out if you do. Oh, I'll probably forget. I get a shout-out. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky me. Right, love, peace, hair, green. I'm good. Man, I did talk about that. You do talk about that. Right. And yeah, another thing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, don't forget to subscribe. Leave us a review. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, but then again, you are listening to us, so it's probably a good thing, but you already know where to find us. We've got seven five-star reviews. I'd like 15 by next week, and you get a shout-out if you do. Oh, I'll I get a shout-out. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky me. Right, love, peace, hair, grease. See you on the other side. <laughs>